Welcome to The New Normal with Lucas Rosenfield. Let's start off today by doing a brief crisis update. And we're going to take a look at how we are dealing with the pandemic here, as well as taking a look at the rest of the world and seeing how other countries are faring. So as of recording, uh, 10 p.m. on the 22nd of April, we're looking at 2,621,000 cases, that's confirmed cases, and then 183,000 confirmed deaths. Now, remember, these numbers are definitely much higher. A lot of countries are underreporting deaths, China being the most notable of this. They increased their death toll by 50% the other day. Um, but we're seeing a bunch of other countries that aren't counting deaths in nursing homes, for instance, because I guess the logic there is that some of these people would have died anyway, so it's not really fair that we included in the coronavirus count. But look, we're seeing underreporting of deaths. And in terms of cases, look, a lot of countries have really ramped up testing in the past few days, but it's still not an entirely accurate picture, especially when you consider how many asymptomatic people there are. And we're seeing a lot of people who are now uh, being tested in countries where they're trying to test more and more people who are completely asymptomatic and they're being tested positive. So that's probably probably one of the scariest things about this is all the asymptomatic people who aren't getting tested but are still putting other people at risk by unknowingly spreading the virus. So although we can't read too much into those official numbers, what we can read into a bit is the, the, the different trends that we're seeing. So in most countries that were really badly hit by this virus, and there was a massive outbreak there. So this is uh, Western Europe, so Italy, Spain, France, the UK, as well as America. Um, most of these countries, their daily, death toll, their daily death tolls are either have just hit their peak and some are actually beginning to decrease now. So in Italy and Spain and France, they're beginning to decrease. UK is still plateauing, but beginning to decrease more and more. And America is still at their peak. Um, we're seeing over a thousand deaths per day there consistently now. So it really isn't getting that much better there. But the amount of new cases emerging in these countries are decreasing, as well as the amount of deaths in some of the more highly uh, populated urban areas where we saw a huge outbreak of the virus, like New York State. Um, their daily their daily death toll is definitely de decreasing. And they also have a very strict lockdown in place. So that seems to be having an effect there. But there is now a lot of talk around the world of countries beginning to lift lockdowns. Certainly in America, there's a lot of pressure now on certain state governments to lift the lockdowns. And we're seeing that now. So Georgia, their governor is basically lifting the lockdown there. Florida, we're seeing more things open up. And a lot of these um, state governments are Republican controlled. So look, People are protesting in America, and I, I know we made fun of them because a lot of them are actually just complete right-wingers who, you know, all they want is to be able to have ice cream or whatever. Like, people were protesting in front of ice cream stores and, like, barbers. So there's a lot of people like that who are pretty nuts. But a lot of people are also struggling out there, and a lot of people don't have enough money. So, look, there's a lot of pressure now on governments to reopen, I think, that the only way that countries can begin to reopen is through a very, very gradual phase to reopening. And definitely not what we're seeing now in some American states where they're just basically opening up everything, including places like gyms, which are just a complete hotbed for the virus because everyone's just sharing equipment there. I mean, 
yeah, so I think that we're going to be seeing some pretty bad consequences as a result of these complete reopenings taking place. But look, governments around the world are, are trying, I think, to a certain extent to, to help people, but in most cases, their aid just isn't enough, and people are getting desperate, and that's the reality that we need to face, and that's something that we're going to have to deal with, because it's difficult to say to a person who is starving that they must just stay at home. Like, if, if you were starving, you would need to be out, you would want to be out there, you would try to make sure that you can return to work to get money, and governments are failing a lot of the time to ensure that people aren't getting left behind, and we're seeing here more and more protests happening each day now um, in the streets. People are just gathering there because they don't have food, and they don't have money, and they don't have a nice place to stay at home, and yeah, they, they just need to get back to work because for them, that's the only way that they can put food on their table, so... Look, the reality is it's probably not safe for them to go back to work. And if they do go back to work, they're just going to get sick. So, yeah, it's it's a very difficult um, scale that we need to try balance here between public health and people ultimately being able to put food on their table. So I think we can look try look past the sort of stock market argument of things and to make like people shouldn't be going back to work to make sure the stock market's doing well people should ideally be staying at home as much as possible and be receiving enough money and food to be able to survive because that's the only way that we're going to get through this and through by escaping a public health crisis with regards to the disease but look the reality is that many people have very little in this country. And if people become more and more desperate, it's going to be a really bad situation. And it's going to be a full-on humanitarian crisis. We're seeing this slowly, day by day, week by week, more and more of more and more of this is becoming uh, likely. And something we've got to deal with. So look, we're going to wait and see what the president says tonight. And I think there's going to be a lot of important information about the next few weeks that's going to be in his address. So look, let's wait and see what he has to say. But people are getting more and more desperate all around the world. And yeah, governments have an impossible task ahead of them, ultimately, to try keep people healthy in terms of coronavirus, but also to ensure that they have enough food. Yeah, so in South Africa, we had seven new deaths yesterday. So this brings our total death toll to 65, I believe. And we're now conducting just shy of 7,000 tests a day. So we need to up that. We really, really need to up that, especially if the lockdown is going to be lifted partially because the amount of tests that we're conducting per million of our population is nothing compared to other countries. Other countries are conducting like 10 times, 20 times as many uh, tests per million of the population. And we really need to up our game with regards to this because otherwise it's going to be a complete disaster so we're currently conducting 2,250 tests per 1 million. So for a bit of perspective, um, America is conducting 12,000, Spain 19,000, Italy 25,000, Germany 20,000. So we need to make sure that we're up there and we need to do that quickly because end of April is soon, guys. It's, it's a week away and we're very far away from the 30,000 tests a day that we were promised. So hopefully that increases. 
And yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what the president has to say tonight.